Hello and welcome to Thai League Central. Yes, this is our first official podcast. I'm Tala. Of course, I'm joined by Gian Op as well as Paul. Man, this is amazing to be sitting here zooming with you guys. I'm so excited. It's been 194 days, believe it or not, since the last Thai League game was played. Long wait, but I guess it's worth it. Let's ask my guests how they're doing. First of all, Gian, glad to see that you have changed the angle that you're recording this Zoom call from. How are you doing, man? Yeah, I mean, you said it was 194 days since Thai football. I mean, it's probably 100 days since I first since we first discussed the website. So it's it's so great to see that all finally come together and all the time waiting and all the work is finally. Getting to talk about it, getting to show it to the world. So, thank you. Oh, I'm glad to have you on board as well. You seem very excited about the Thai League games this weekend. You doing well? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I mean, during the lockdown, I've been paying attention and taking care of my my house plants and my cactuses really well. And now that football is back. I think I have to divide my attention. It's, it's it, I need to come up with a new schedule. So yeah, I'm Sacrifice. looking forward to that. Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, last but not least, Paul. It's been a long wait. How hyped are you for the return of the Thai league? Yeah, not, nothing compares to going to the stadiums, um, being more involved in the games. And I think it's 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 been a long wait, as you say. I've watched a lot of football. I watched a lot of the Bundesliga, a bit of K League, quite a lot of J League recently. But this is the one that's most exciting for me. Yes, of course. And talking about this is the one. So we've got a lot of games happening, not just in Thai League One, but Thai League Two as well, coming back this weekend. Just to go through, of course, four games on Saturday as well as four games on Sunday. We'll preview the three big ones for you right here today on this podcast. Let's let's talk big picture here, and I'm going to go to you first, Paul. Of course, so many games to look forward to, but from from a big picture, what are you most looking forward to? Is it you know the quality of play? Is it the new normal way of games? A specific player? What what are you gonna keep your eye on? I'm certainly not looking forward to the new normal. Um, <laughs> it's an expression I've come to really hate because I, I hope it's a temporary normal <clears throat> because. The, the the need to bring the fans back to full capacity is urgent. Uh, we we have to wait for it, so we just have to make do with what we have. Um, we're going to have limited capacities, better than nothing, which is which is what was threatened for a long time. So it's good that we will have some fans, but yeah, that's a shame that we're not going to have the usual atmosphere. Um, what I'm looking forward to, obviously, as I said, being back in a stadium is 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 huge, um, and. I hope it's the same for the, the limited number of fans that manage to get into stadiums. It's going to be a, a good experience, hopefully. In terms of on the pitch, um, there's a lot of things to look forward to. Um, I have to say, I'm, I'm very interested in how Buram are going to go. Um, they had such a, a, a mediocre season last year, even though they were almost champions. They 
didn't start the season well. So it looked almost like they were going to have a, a repeat of, of last season, the way they started. But they've they've changed completely their, their foreign players. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how these four guys work out. Um, a couple of interesting... I mean, I think it's a different a different way of doing things. They've, they've gone to... Eastern Europe and Israel, the players are all mid to late, you know, late twenties. So they're, they're ages where they can actually develop a team from rather than just fill in a, a, a gap. So I think that's really interesting. And I'm looking forward to seeing these players. Giddy can, you have heard some good things about um, Marco Skepovic has got a good profile. And I think the four of them could turn Buram into, into a, a strong challenger again. Obviously, interested to see how Port work out. Um, it's been a bit of a circus there, but <clears throat> they've got huge, huge quality in the squad, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can turn that into a sustained challenge this year. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Those two teams, of course, the talk of the town with all the new players coming in. Now, Gian, I saw you nodding along there as as Paul was talking. You agree with him that these are the the, the two teams that people also yourself will look forward to seeing or are there other teams as well that you think we should all keep an eye on? Yeah, I think Buriram is one I'm super interested in because of their new recruitment. And of course, because I think Bandovich doesn't accept anything less than, you know, success. So how he's going to push the team to get back to where they belong, which is near the top of the table, given the size and stature of the club is quite interesting. I think in general, I'm interested to see how, the long break and all the travel restrictions and all the other restrictions has exposed the lack of planning from certain clubs. I feel like it's going to basically make a clear distinction of who's handled it well with forward thinking and good planning and who hasn't. And I think that this post COVID time, because so many clubs are struggling, it's going to reward the clubs that have the most organization, forward planning, common sense. And I'm, excited to see or interested to see if that theory actually comes into practice and if the most organized clubs do rise to the top because of how they've weathered the storm. I think specifically Bangkok United and Mung Tong have been, they've kept the squad together, they've kept the foreign players there and they've been playing regularly throughout the last 13 weeks. I think that's definitely going to help uh, with their performance coming in off the lockdown. And more specifically on Mung Tong, I mean, it's finally the chance to see all the young players that the club has been building up, replace the established stars. Because as we know, Mung Tong now have zero established international, international team players in their team and will be relying on the youngest squad in the entire Thai league. So many players aged 23 and younger are now going to be playing regularly in the first team. And that team could finish anywhere. It could finish in the top five, it could finish in the bottom five. We have no idea where they could finish. But I think it's exciting to see exactly where they end up. I'm pretty optimistic for them I think top half but I'm excited to see how these young players can do and of course I'd like to shift to op now lots of different interesting things happening during the offseason players coming players going what have you been excited about now that the league is ready to resume again op as someone who goes by tactic times I, I really focus on how the teams return tactically, you know, the difference between the post-lockdown and pre-lockdown football they play. For example, like in the Premier League, we've seen like a drop in goals scored in the first half. So before lockdown, 46% of the goals are scored in the first half. And then it drops to 
twenty two percent, you know, um, after lockdown. So it will be interesting to see if that the same or like similar trends follows in happens in the Thai league as well. And we've also seen um, a drop in home wins. So without fans, I think it'll be again interesting to see if there's a that the trend follows. Yeah, and let's not waste any time here. Jump right into the first preview for the big game coming up on Saturday, 5:45 p.m. kickoff, and this is a very, very big clash. Rodbury Mitpron surprising a lot of people this year with a perfect record, and of course, True Bangkok United will visit the Mitpron Stadium. They're on a fantastic roll as well, four in a row for them. So it's the clash of the big boys, and I think you couldn't have written the script any more perfect. 194 days. Post lockdown, here we go. Two big sides clashing against each other, and and talking from the perspective of watching this game, I mean, lots of storylines that match between these two sides. Not a lot of acquisitions during the off season for these two teams. They kept the core players that did very well for them last season. Robbery playing at home, of course. They're not going to get that full house crowd at that beautiful, beautiful stadium. I'll be there for this game now. I like to begin with you, Gian. Of course, you did speak to Mano earlier on during the off-season period, and I'm sure that you've been keeping an eye on Rodbury as well for this game. What do you expect the outcome of this game to be? It's going to be a tough one because Rodbury have home advantage, but I think BU will just about edge it because of how well they've managed the last 13 weeks. I mean, when I spoke to Mano earlier, you talked about how. Even by the time I spoke to him, they'd already gotten a whole training plan ready for the 13 weeks. They'd gotten all their players' contracts extended. They've, you know, dealt with all the players and made sure that you know that they know where they stand. And it helps, you know, to be to have more certainty. Versus Watsbury, who I think that some of their foreign players, I think Longil, got back and was in quarantine two weeks ago. You know, as recently as two weeks ago, and that has a big impact because even if players, you know, do their personal fitness regimen to its full capacity. Nothing beats on pitch training, and I think that Mano's worked really hard to make sure he's got that entire squad. And I don't let that friendly loss to Port deceive you. I think they are they are ready uh, to get back on the pitch. Ratchbury probably the ones who have been training all the time. I'm sure they're ready, but the foreign players Ratchbury really mean a lot to them. You know, without Lunjil, without Bali, without Karabue, they were a different team. So even if those guys are at 70, 80 percent. It's they would not have gotten the perfect record they did. You know they got four four wins of four because those guys were at a hundred percent, and it's going to be tough to see them getting straight back hundred percent after the long break. Yeah, and tactically speaking, now I'm going to go to opt for this one to maybe back me up or correct me if I'm wrong. Robbery and True Bangkok they they line up in in a different style of play. Robbery, of course, they like to use the the, the foreign talents, Karabue, Longjil. They've got plenty of options as well. Um, Yannick Boli is now back. Well, for True Bangkok, it's it's a very young, you know. Uh, forward, they have Anon, they have uh, Wood Suksum, so lots of you know mixtures between Thai and the the foreign Wander Louise. So how how will will the the clash of the two different styles play out on this one? In your opinion, I think both sides likes to attack, I, and I see Lachaburi being a more direct side. They you know they they're more willing to play long balls down the flanks, and they 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 press quite high as well. It'll be a, a, 
a fun game full of energy. Uh, as for Port, oh, no, I'm sorry. As for Bangkok United, um, judging from the friendlies, they seem to be really organized, and Mano has nailed down the patterns of play really well. I would suggest, like you, you could go on Mano Poking's Instagram account, and he, there he posted a few highlights of the goals, goals they scored, and that short clip you can see that there's a template and how they how they build up how they they play play the final pass into the the opposition third and then cross the ball and score and you it's the same pattern we see against port so yeah i, I think it's 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 going to be a, a, a entertaining game yeah and last but not least paul of course two teams perfect record where do you see the area that you think one team can capitalize from and who do you think will come out on top for this one? I mean, I think it's, it's very much what, what Guillaume was suggesting. Bangkok United maybe have had a better period of preparation. Um, I've not seen so much of Roger Bray. I've, I've seen a few times Bangkok United playing in the friendlies and they do seem to have, you know, a, a quite a good depth in the squad, um, a better system. And, you know, Roger Bray are very dependent on their flair players. And if, if they hit the right notes on the day, they could win. Um, they, they are three of the best. I mean, certainly, Patino, I mean, and you've got Patino as well as an additional player. There's goals. There's definitely goals in this game. There, there are two teams that like to play attacking football. But I just get the feeling Bangkok United are maybe a little bit better prepared, and I expect them to come out on top. All right. So, so two people towards true Bangkok. Off, I didn't ask you who's who's your pick for this one to win. Oh, I'll go with Bangkok, but but it's gonna be a tough tough game for them. Yeah. Tough game. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the only person who's gonna side with Rajburi here, not because I'm wearing the the training kit or anything, but because I have a feeling that there's something about them this season that makes me feel they might be the dark horse to sneak into that top four come the end of the first leg. Now, of course, I could be proven wrong come Saturday, but still, there's lots of other different storylines on this one. Anybody want to add any last note to this game before we move on? Uh, again, like Paul said, like we've barely seen anything from, from Rajabari in terms of the, the friendlies. But judging, I, I, I've been spying them on 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 um, Facebook and we've seen lots of pictures of Nurun Siyamkem back in training and if he's fit, that's another dangerous player to yeah. like, who could be like yeah it's, a game changer. It's so it's so stacked going forward, you know, Nurun, Longil, Karbue, Bali. Don't forget Jakapon as well. Defense, totally Jakapon, oh my goodness, yes. last, the, the second leg of last season. So lots of lots and of flair just, in terms of I'll just Quote Italian Sir Alex and saying Sir Alex Ferguson and saying attack wins you games, defense wins you titles. Uh, <laughs> you know, just tell that and leave it floating. Oh, oh, that's great. Now we move on to Sunday. Now this one, a 6 p.m. kickoff between Port FC and Police Tarot, and talk about acquisitions. Man, we we have to begin with Port and the amount of players they brought in during COVID. You thought COVID might you know be that period where everybody just sits back, doesn't sign any new players because of all the financial situation, but no, Port completely went the other way. Well, let's see if it works out for them on this one. Now, Paul, I'd like to begin with you. Port, loads of new players. They're becoming the super team, basically, of, of Thai League with stacked 
a very stacked squad, although defensively they may look a little vulnerable now that there's been a couple of injuries. While for Police Hero, it's almost been the opposite. We haven't heard much of them other than signing, of course, Mohamedou Sumare. Yes, he's now a player for them. And they've also included the, um, I, I believe, other younger players pushing up from the academy on their side. So two teams completely different in terms of how they acquire players. But for this one, who are you taking and why? It's um, obviously the... The, the instinct is to go for Port, uh, given the home advantage and given the, the fact they have a superior squad. Um, but I, 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 I was very impressed with Terry when I saw them at the beginning of this season. Um, I, I thought they had a good unit. They've obviously lost the um, Titawi and Titatorn, who were kind of um, shaping up to be important players for them. So that, it, that could disrupt them a little bit. Um, but I'm kind of ex- I'm impressed the way they've gone about their business and the, the way they started the season. They looked like they had a good a good system. I saw them against Buriram. They were very good that night and impressive going forward. Greg Hula, I mean, if he can pick up where he left off, um, he'll be a real, um, could be a real thorn in Port's side. Um, so I'm going to go for a draw here. I, th- I think Port, they've, they look, they've, they've got great talent in the squad. But I think, I mean, they, they haven't really settled on what their best system I mean, We know that the, 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 the 4 5 one, sorry, the 4 2 3 1 is the preferred formation. Um, but I don't know what the first team is going to be and yeah. who they're going to pick to fit that system. Um, so I get a sneaking feeling Tero might just have, a, have enough about them to take a point in this one. Um, but of course, if I had to, if Port hit their stride, they, they'll be the favourites for sure. Yeah, you, you make a very interesting point there. It seems like Port's got too many options almost to be able to put a, a best 11 there. I've seen so many graphics of the the countless number of you know players that they could put on um, at the same time. So, yeah, interesting to see. And don't forget, yeah, Tarot's in fifth place. They've won three games and, and lost one, so don't sleep on them. Now, Op, for you, do you, do you think Port's going to roll over Tarot or, or do you think more like Paul that this game's going to be more even than a lot of people think? I think it's going to be an even game. Um, Port will have more of the ball and then they will create a few half chances. But it's going to be a frustrating game for them. Tarot will hit them on the break and then maybe score a goal. Or, yeah, that's how I see the game playing out. Uh, I, I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a Tarot win this uh, this weekend. Wow! Because uh, because I mean, Port FC. I think they're a great attacking side because they've got one of, in, individually speaking. I think you know, they've got the best squad in in the league. But as a team, I don't think they have the ability to unlock a deep block or a side who goes and park the bus for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, and uh, as we've seen with some European players in, in Europe, guys like Mason Greenwood, Kai Howard, who return after lockdown, a much bigger player, a better player than before lockdown. I think Kanokpon Busabakom could do the same as well because mm-hmm. Um, looking at the Tarot's highlights of friendlies 
during lockdown, he he he's he's been playing really well, and he's yeah, got, he's he's, he's got all over the place well. under Rang San mm-hmm. system. He's all over the place. Yep. Yeah, and then he'll he'll be a, a important player this weekend in midfield. So yeah, Tero win. Wow. All right. So Port edging it and Tero winning it. Gian, which side are you leaning on for this one? Probably narrowly to Port. I mean, I think it's. I mean, Ob's right that it's not going to be easy them to break Taro down. I guess it all depends if they score early, and also all depends if if Hebertie's on top form. I mean, their play can look erratic at times, but Hebertie can unlock a defense, you know, at, at any yeah. time. And I, I think that he's going to edge it. I think that it's it's going to be a tight game, of course, for Port. And the problem is their defense. You know, they've just lost Rochella. They've not figured out their back line. I don't think Dollar's either. I don't think Dollar's even fit for the game. So that that back line is very vulnerable to counterattacks from Terra. But I, it, it's not going to be easy. But yeah, I think Port narrowly in that one. Yeah, and for me, I agree with Paul and Gian on this one. I think that there's just so many players on Port squad going forward who can unlock the game by themselves. You know, Heberty did that. Uh, in, in in friendlies, we can see them that you know one chance outside the box, left foot, he scores. Same thing for Sergio Suarez. I think that lots of people might not think he's the the natural you know number nine going forward, but when he comes deep and he gets a chance to break through the defensive line, he finishes. He's he's a clinical player in front of goal on his day, and hopefully the 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 midfield for for Port this game, you know, Gunnarin. Uh, she, you know, strong, locks down the middle. It's going to be a very interesting battle, Gunnarine against Gnopon. Let's see the two young Thai guys battle it out in the middle of the park. So a uh, very entertaining game. But if I had to go for a winner, of course, Port, there's just so much talent in that team to not predict them to win this one. And now let's go on to the later game on Sunday. Yes, it is the 7 p.m. kickoff between BG Patum and Buiram. Now this... I put out a, a poll on Twitter. This was voted the biggest game of the weekend. Paul, where do you see this game going? Of course, it's a very big game for both sides. Lots of acquisitions, lots of hype. How do you see this game playing out? Um, I think, I mean, it's it's the toughest one of the three possibly for me to say which way it's going to go. Um, BG have made some interesting acquisitions. So have Buriram. Um, and I think BG's biggest problem is they haven't addressed the most important position for them, which is a striker. Uh, I, I don't see what the focal point of the attack is. They've also got, as we saw in the friendlies, a fairly weak goalkeeper at the moment. Uh, Chat Chai looks short on confidence, and it's a big if. I mean, I've not seen enough of Buran to really give a strong prediction, but I just think the quality they've brought in on paper we've yet to see it in practice. If, if they've come out of quarantine in good shape, I fancy Buriram to win this. Um, BG might be a little bit more settled. They've, they've not had as many maybe players coming in from, from outside. Um, they've got, again, a very strong squad. Um, but I, I think Buriram will be determined to make a point here, um, having had such a poor start to the season. If they, if they slip up again, they fall really far behind. And I just think they're going to have enough organisation and motivation to take the three points here. Close one again. I think there'll be one goal in it. But I do fancy Buriram. Okay, okay. You fancy the away side for this one. 
Of course, Buiram is not even in the top 10 in terms of standings. Who would have believed that? I mean, shocking start for them. Worst start to the league in club history. Guillen, very tough to predict this game. But if you had to go with a side, which one are you going with? I'll match Paul there. I think Buiram probably going to edge it. I mean, they've looked good in friendlies. Their physical condition looks solid. If the new player is able to perform well, I mean, I, I think it, this is the kind of game where Bandovic loves it, you know. Like, he'll, sure, BG, you want to have the ball, you want to have Sarad and Titipan on the ball, good luck with that. We're just going to set up mid-block, press you out of the game. And I think that BG's team isn't yet well-versed enough to deal with that. We've seen Buriram, even when they're not on form, go to places like the, the Pat Stadium or, or, you know, any of the big grounds in Thailand against big teams, uh, and let them have the ball and just say, good luck breaking our press and then just being impossible to beat. I think we'll see one of those classic performances on Sunday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a very tough game to predict. I, there's, there's just so many new players for, for both teams who can feature that we've never seen play in, in, in a competitive mm-hmm. live game before. So how do you see this one being played out? Uh, Buriram seems like a more well-rounded squad and it's never easy playing them whether it's away or at home As a, that's oh, that's a, the BG fans in me speaking and I think BG will be disappointed if they get a if they could only get a point on the weekend but I think that's that's the maximum the best they could do is, is a draw against Buriram head coach Lucid Shalom San said that he is really happy with the defense. He's really happy about the midfield, but he 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 he's, he thinks the side needs to improve in scoring goals, and he'll be expecting contributions from midfield as well. And I I I think like Paul said, BG have not addressed their issue in you know finding a focal point in attack, and it's 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 weird because when. In 2018, when BG got relegated, that year they 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 signed too many number nines, and now that they've been promoted back, and people expect them to challenge for the title, they don't have a real number nine except an aging, uh, Surashad Sari Pim, who you know, who's 30 years old plus, and then there's Jen Rob, a hardworking target man who isn't known for scoring goals. Um, so yeah. Maru Mitsuru Maruoka from Severo Osaka, the Japanese player who who used to play for Dortmund. People expect him to score goals, but then he's more of a number ten. So yeah, uh, Buriram, it's 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 the game is there for Buriram to win. All right. So uh, from from hearing you, uh, you're leaning for a Buriram win if you had to pick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Buriram and win. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with with all three of you there. I think if I had to go with a winner, it's gonna be Buriram. I think that. Supernat and Superchok, they just had the announcement that they're going to go train at Leicester recently. They're going to be hyped. They want to go out there, perform as best as they can. And the key area for this game, I think you should focus on, is the back three for BG. It, it's, a new, it's a new combination with Tunez, Cardozo, and Irfan Fandi. And can they deal with the pace of the, the, the two brothers, as well as Skepkovic as well? Um, so let's see. And, and if... Um, Kanyuk plays, if Giri Kanyuk plays, man, 
there's been a lot of hype on him being the new sort of number 10 that Buiram's going to go with for this year. So that's going to be the key area. Can BG keep those pacey attacking players of Buiram away from goal? Now, before we wrap up episode one of Thai League Central, any closing thoughts from you guys? Anybody interested in talking about other games that's happening this weekend? I know, of course, there's so many other interesting storylines to pick from. Oh, uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to see how uh, Supanburi does. Okay. Because Eliandro is scoring goals for fun in friendlies, and, and I'm a big fan of Adebayo, the head coach as well. So, yeah, let's yeah. see. So, Supanburi will be playing on Saturday. It's a 7 p.m. kickoff at home against Nakon Rajasima. So, two mid-table-ish teams there clashing against each other. Paul, any other game you're going to keep an eye on other than the big three? Um, well, Chiang Rai Pratchup is interesting because uh, Chiang Rai obviously is defending champions. No one's really talking about them uh, <laughs> because... What, they did a, a mediocre start to the year and no one really expects them to repeat what they did last year. Um, Pratchap have made a couple of interesting buys. Um, they Again, they got off to a slow start um, despite having a strong end to last season. So I'm interested to see if Chiang Rai can try and raise their game a little bit compared to where, where they were. Uh, also, Pratchap, can they... Um, they looked like they were going to kick on a little bit, but the way they started the season didn't really work out for them. So mm. that's an intriguing one for me. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very pacey attacking style from Pachuap compared to a, a, a bigger, I guess, attacking style of Chiang Rai <laughs> um, with, their, with their new signing. So, Guillen, how about you? Um, any other game you will try and, and keep updated with? Yeah, I'll probably watch Mung Tong's game against Sukhothai. I'm excited to see you know young players take to the field. I think this is probably the toughest task of Gamma's career, at least in Thailand, to try and make that young team uh, perform to a reasonable standard and stay competitive in the top half of the table uh, with that young team. It'll be exciting to see. It's Sukhothai is a tough first game. I mean, even last year with the full extent of the squad that he had. I mean, they really made Mung Tong struggle with the direct style of Bayron and you know, causing problems in the defense. And I'm, if, I mean, Tsukasai is a bit different now. They're more position orientated. I think that they're, they're not as formidable as they were last year because of where they are in their evolution. But they have a lot of potential. And I, I would like to see, you know, what kind of work has Surapong Kongte managed to do during lockdown? He's had a lot of time. Has he been able to make progress in building the team in his style? And for Tong, you know, I think the midfield looks pretty settled for them. The the forward line is looking okay, a bit rusty, but looking okay. But the defense is a lot of question marks. And I, I don't know if Sarin Khan and Watana has a good back-to partnership as they got exposed by Chumbri on the break and if Soko Tai will try and do the same thing to them. Um, of course, Gamma knows way more than any of us and we can't really say, but I think that it'd be much better if they tried a back three or... Roca in there next to even Marco Bellini. I think we need to try new options in defense because Muntong need to figure that out. And if they figure out the defense and they're able to make it work at a tough place to go like Sukhothai, I think it's a, it bodes well for the coming games. All right, that's it for episode one of Thai League Central from Guillen, Op, and Paul, as well as myself, Talao. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with all the recaps after the match day five of Tylee. 
Glad that you're listening and glad that you're joining us. Please make sure to follow along with Thai League Central. Till next time, thank you. Peace. Peace.